Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and our bashful Chris Baldino, welcome back to Leonard's Laser Show. Welcome back to the PGA Fantasy Golf Podcast. Uh, with me today, I have uh, from the tandem bike, uh, the front the front half of the tandem bike, and also from uh, the slice in the skull, the slice himself, Jason Rodriguez. Whoa, hello, hello, hello. We Happy don't have... Happy Monday. We do not have the skull with us today. I believe he's either juggling work or Micah or both. Probably um, both. Probably both. And I was trying to get the Henry Brothers as well, but um, I know that Dan Staniel has his father-in-law, Larry B, in town. So, um, But this this is good. You know, you and I doing one together. Uh, we haven't done that yet and, and should be simple and easy, right? No, I agree. And we don't have the Henry Brothers or or Drew to talk gambling. So even though I have a feeling we'll talk a little gambling, but usually that's that's their claim to fame. Yeah, I think after last week and then after listening to yours, the, the slice of the skull, I think I want to try to implement more of that. I am not the, the gambling expert, so that's where I'm going to like lean on the guest um, you know, podcasters a bit more, like you and Kev and Dan and and drew um so yeah it's been you know as we continue doing this we'll continue adapting and, and evolving and um i think that's a great idea uh, you know implementing the, the gambling aspect got it got it gotta have entertainment purposes only of course but yeah oh, okay yeah just uh doll hairs and shekels yes. and whatever you want to call them exactly uh do you have something to drink in front of you i do i was prepped knowing that you were going to ask um <laughs> i have on a Monday, I realize I don't care anymore. Uh, I'm going, I'm a Bud Light Seltzer fan, and Bud yeah. Light Seltzer just released a brand new kind of assorted flavors called the Out of Office. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should be interesting. Today's, I mean, let's be honest, every seltzer tastes the same, really. It's just different varieties. Today is called the Out of Office Strawberry Daiquiri. So we'll see how this tastes. I just- had, oh wow, yeah, I can hear it. Nice, good crack. Um, I had some of those at Johnny's, uh, Billy Mac brought some by, um, I think I had the daiquiri one. I can't remember. Ooh, I definitely had sweet. the, yeah, I definitely had the margarita one. I remember that when Billy asked for a drink, he said, give me anyone except for the strawberry daiquiri one. So. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I would <laughs> tell me that before I opened this thing because it tastes like straight cough syrup. But oh, that's, that's great. That's great. What do you got? Uh, so I would typically have a sip of sunshine or a little sip, the new one that they just put out. Uh, I drank them all yesterday watching the masters. So I don't have any of those left. Instead, I have Sloop's super soft IPA. It's the one with the teddy bear on the front. Yes. Yeah. I do like that one. Let me give it a little, ah, crackola. There it is. That's for our ASMR listeners. So that's good. Ooh, and Uh, the drink. Oh, that's tasty. Um, yeah. So. Let's rock and roll. Okay, so um, obviously the Masters concluded yesterday. I thought it was, um, I thought it was something else. Like I'm not exactly sure how to, to, um, to, to characterize it because there were just so many plot lines and and storylines going on and and different elements, different different um, you know important stuff to touch on. Uh, let me start by congratulating Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, he is the first uh, male. Uh, major champion from Japan, not just Masters, but any major. Um, so, congratulations. Salute, salute I, to him. Salute to him. Uh, salute, but I, I am going to admit, I sat there yesterday rooting against him. And I, the reason why, and it's, it's, it's my fault, it's me being myopic about it, is I felt like he was just going to be a huge wet blanket on 
all these storylines and all these sluggers that we had coming in. And that's because he doesn't have much of a backstory to him. We don't know a lot about him. It's not like he has a big social media presence. It's not like he's a podcaster like Finau or, or Homa. Um, you know, we just, we don't know anything really about Hideki Matsuyama. Besides, he won the Loam there and he won the Asia Pacific Masters twice. Yeah, right. and I think uh, I think something that came out, and I was reading some interviews on him, was people didn't even know at one point he was married and had a kid. It took an interview in 2017 where he actually broke the news that he's been married and expecting their first. The guy lives a very kind of private lifestyle. Um, I mean, you saw it today on social media. He's taking commercial flights to in out of uh, Chicago where people don't even know who he is, but he's yeah, got a that green was... jacket sitting next to him. That was sick. Um, and apparently he is like that, not just with the American media, but he's like that with the Japanese media too. So um, I was I was thinking about it very selfishly, very myopically. I'm like, okay, like who is this guy? Like, we don't know anything about him. Um, but then, um, you know, it didn't hit me until it was, you know, kind of um, just blatantly, uh, you know, discussed by the, by the broadcast is how much, you know, he's the first major champion from japan that's enormous right um you know what it means for that country which is obviously uh, a big sports country uh and a and a big golf country so you know this is this is you know new territory for the entire country and and max homa had a funny tweet about it he goes i have a hard enough time winning for like my family and friends this guy just won for an entire country like that's pretty awesome and then you have you know his caddy afterwards it it was that's the, the image, that's the image that's going to stick with me the most from the 2021 Masters. Like his bow to have the flag, you know, because because the caddy um, of the winner gets to keep the 18th flag uh, after the 72nd hole. He's got the flag in his left hand. He's putting the, the stick back with his right hand. He takes his hat off and he bows to the court, the course, showing his respect for the course. I thought was absolutely like you you couldn't even script it. That was beautiful. Well, I think I think it's also great because every Masters has like some kind of iconic photo, and like this year's yep. is sadly it won't be Hideki's putt or be him and his smile and putting his fist in the air. It'll, it'll be his caddy bowing to the flag. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. That's actually a really good point. It's pretty dope because like you think of, um, you know, DJ's iconic moment was probably him crying during the acceptance speech yeah tiger with uh, the fist pump tiger the double the arm double fist pump right or him or, her, or him hitting um lakava in the chest afterwards like we did it like that's the stuff you remember yeah um yeah like <laughs> the, the hideki's moment is actually he's not gonna be in it right? <laughs> it's this caddy <laughs> this caddy that was that was dope um what's wild is you have the masters ending with something so respectful honorary and it started with something so disrespectful do you do you remember what i'm alluding to here no i do not actually gary, gary player's son oh with the with the, the showcasing bulls- of the golf balls so if anyone didn't see on thursday uh, the masters every year to, to kick things off has the ceremonial starters there's three guys uh you know previously it was it was Arnie, Jack, and Gary Player hitting ceremonial tee shots. Uh, with Arnie's passing a few years ago, it was just Jack and and um, Gary. And then this year, they added the elder, the OG. I discussed it in the podcast previously how he's the first African-American to ever play the Masters. And finally, 
Augusta invited him to be one of the starters. Unfortunately, they did it maybe a decade too late because yeah. Lee because Lee is too old to actually hit the ball. He was on an oxygen tank, and his I'm not sure if it was his son or his grandson uh, was his caddy. Like had to help him out of the chair just to just to wave and be acknowledged. At the same time, you have Gary Player's son, who has been in and out of the clink. Um, as Gary's caddy, aggressively holding a sleeve of golf balls that his dad endorses, so that it was in the shot behind the elder while Lee's supposed to be getting the attention. It's a joke. Absolutely disgusting. Disgusting. And what I think has blown me away the most throughout the week is like, okay, this guy's obviously not all there. He's he's a he's a obviously a strange bird in and out of jail himself has got his issues has got his demons for him to do it maybe i'm not surprised um i'm a little surprised that gary player had never acknowledged it and never apologized for his son no and and i don't know if you saw but i'm actually looking this up now did you see what came out of it today with his son and augusta no supposedly he is now banned from augusta and the masters tournament Good. Gary Player's son, Wayne. Good. And if Good. I'm if I'm any fan of golf, I'm going out there. I'm buying a bunch of Gary Player golf balls, trying to find them on discount, of course. These these Vero X's, and I'm <laughs> yeah. going to a lake and I'm dumping them into yeah. the into the water. That's what I'm doing. Absolute joke. Good good of Augusta to ban. Yeah, I've seen this now. It came out eight hours ago. Fantastic. Yeah. They have they banned. They took it in their own hands. And you know what? Like, yeah, that's that's on Gary too, because Gary could have yes. Gary could have come come up front and been like, "My son messed up. I won't have him back next year." And like, he looks like the one who's disciplining. But instead, he didn't do anything. And now Augusta's coming in and going to smack the player family around, and he's not welcome back. I mean, I mean, Gary doesn't have a great history himself regarding, uh, you know, his failure to get involved in the the apartheid in South Africa. Uh, while he during his actual playing career, so he doesn't have the most pristine record when it comes to um, you know racial motives or, or racial uh, di- you know um, you know politics, uh, and and now his son's pulling this nonsense behind Lee Elder, which is supposed to be a moment about him. Good of Augusta to ban this this jackass. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that by the way, because I actually made this comment, and and I'll leave it at this on Gary. Was after I saw that that moment. I actually texted Drew and I said, I don't know what it is about Gary, but he just looks like a racist. But yeah. again, <laughs> and, and Drew's response was, wait, why would you say that? I go, I don't know. I just, I'm looking at him and he just, but now it, it, it Cause he is one. <laughs> Cause he is one. And it now comes I, full circle. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a bit closeted over the last few decades, but he still is one. It's absurd. Um, all right, so who there was? There was obviously a bunch of storylines, a bunch of um, golfers that that were either shined or shined for a bit and then flopped and, and were were relevant in this Masters. Um, it felt like there was this was like a twelve horse race, and like you know only two horses stumbled and fell, and then um, the rest actually gave us a pretty good race. Who, if you had to, if you wanted to talk about any golfer this week, who would you pick? Ooh. I mean, I, th- I feel like the storyline that everyone wants to talk about is Zalatoris, just because yeah. of the, per- the the everything that he had. But also, in his post interview, he actually had his his phone off the entire time, 
so he didn't know anything that was going on, supposedly. Um, that's the easy one. I have to talk about this one because I feel as though he consistently is there. Xander, man, I just really wish at one point yeah. we can get this guy just to anything. I'll so take first, any win right now. So, so first with Big Z, Will Zalatoris, amazing amazing effort by this kid apparently 6 to 165 pounds that's there's no chance those measurements are right like he's 100 he's 165 pounds like if he eats like a full ihop breakfast and then walks outside uh with a wool coat and gets doused with uh, you know gallons of water like there's no way he was his whoop band could probably be a belt for him that's yeah, how skinny he's he is. um you know he looks and sounds like owen wilson which is absolutely hilarious uh he looks like the caddy from Happy Gilmore, and then obviously you saw that Adam Sandler tweeted good luck to him before the final round, as if he actually was the caddy. Um, it's wild that he actually isn't even on the PGA Tour. He's on the Corn Ferry Tour, which oh. is, a, yeah, like he, he qualified for this event um, like in another faction, but he is not on the PGA Tour yet. He has not done his time or earned enough money or graduated the Corn Ferry Tour like it's like a college um yet to the pga tour which is a, a bit absurd because like if if he qualified for the pga tour and the fedex cup standings right now i think he'd be like in the top 20s as far as fedex cup points but since oh, that not, makes sense because i'm looking at it now and it's showing zero fedex points for a second place and i yep. was kind of taken aback but now that makes sense he is a pro though the corn ferry tour is still a pro tour so he gets mm-hmm. the cat he gets the cash you get these amateurs that can't accept the cash um but, but yeah, Zalatoris will be a PGA Tour player very soon. Um, I mean, at this point, he might even be on the Ryder Cup because he's, I think he's 20, low 20s, like 23rd, 24th in the Ryder Cup standings for the automatic points total. And the kids, he's got plenty of season left. He's shooting the lights out. Like, I, I don't know. If you're Coach Stricker, like, how do you not take this kid if he is as dangerous as, as he obviously appears? Um, and and now to Xander. Um Yeesh. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Like yeah. it's it's getting ugly. And I was listening to the no, the no laying up guys today, and um, one of the guys, Big Randy, I think he sucks. I think he should. I think <laughs> like I was joking with my friend, it's just like the no laying up guys don't have any like brown guys. They need some diversity, so I'm gonna apply and see if I could kick Big Randy out. And he actually, Big Randy, Big Randy moved from Florida to like Denver. So he's like not even with everybody anymore. Anyway, he goes, he he had the gall to compare Xander to Ricky Fowler. And wow. and I'm like, dude, like, I'm sorry. I know Xander's struggling in the clutch and he hasn't closed anything, but like he's no Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler is like the king of not closing. <laughs> and they actually ran the stats, and I thought the stats were pretty fantastic. So Xander has has played in 15 majors. He's had six top 10 finishes. Wow. In 15 majors. Ricky Fowler has played in 43 majors and has finished in the top 10 eight times. Wow. Right? So, like, Xander, like, first of all, don't compare him to Ricky if he hasn't even played in a third of as many majors. Like, like, give the kid a break. Maybe he's, like, comparing him to Finau. Sure. Go ahead. But, like, don't, like, Ricky's the... Don't brand him as as a non-winner yet. Don't don't throw him in the in the Ricky Westwood Sergio Garcia before the Masters like inability to win anything that matters yet. Compare him to Finau. Compare him to Rom. Um, 
like it's the kid it's still early like yeah he's 27 that's the thing he's 27 years old and i think he said it in his post in his post round interview where he's not I, again he knows he knows the fact that he can't close but i think the thing that i liked about it is that he knows he's there and he knows he came yeah. out and said look everyone's saying that uh, you see this uh, this second place finish again and i can't finish no, I played a really good round. I had a, I had one bad hole towards the end. And the reason I had that bad hole is because I went at it. And I knew yeah. I had to go at it because I had to go at it to... I was behind. So, so I can't I can't knock him for it. No, so... Uh, I I am knocking him for his approach on, on six. On six really? Yeah, what was I he what it, was he behind? What was what was he, he behind was in, the, he, he was down by two. He just had made he had made birdie and Hideki just scrambled for bogey. And like he had the momentum there, and you're only two shots behind with three to play. Um, granted, he went first off the tee, so he didn't see Matsuyama's like extreme. Like basically, Matsuyama played like, super super safe, like threw it to the right side of the green, and like had a horrendous putt, and then ended up three putting to make bogey. Like he he obviously didn't know that he was going to do that ahead of time because he had to go first. But but it's 17 on Sunday. It's the funnel pit. So you just have to aim center or right. If you aim right, you end up where Matsuyama is and you try to get down in two. If you aim center, it hits, and then it just falls to the left. To go at the pin or left of the pin is just suicide. And he over apparently he overrated the what did what did uh, Spieth call it? At Pebble, Spieth called it his adrenaline. So oh, really? appa- apparently Shoffley was playing some practice rounds with some like older guys. And they were like, you know, you always, on the last day, you know, you're going to have adrenaline coming down the stretch. So he clubbed down from a seven to an eight. And that's why he was so short. That's why he was he, short. He thought he was going to have adrenaline and he was so, and he's like, I flushed it. And they're like, you could argue whether or not he flushed it because he definitely didn't sound flush when, no. on, the, on the broadcast. He says he flushed it, but like either way, he was banking on the adrenaline. But either way, the line was garbage. It was like, it was left of the pin. It's not like it hit and bounced left. Like it was left of the pin. It was way. It was a bit of a pull. It was. And it was wild because usually when you pull, you end up to go long. But like he pulled it, and was short. It just felt like a complete miscalculation. I don't know. Like you, he had the momentum on his side. Like play it safe, hit it to the middle. If you get lucky and you pull it a little, like aim for the middle and you pull it a little bit, fantastic. Because then it's a funnel pin down to the hole. It's the hole in one pin. Like. But Usually. I'm thinking. But I'm thinking if you go, if let's say he does, let's say he pars, Hideki's not going to three putt because I felt as though Hideki just didn't care at that point. He saw a water shot and was like, "Perfect." No, that. that yeah, I mean. Yes. But then you're going, to, you're going two, you're going two back, you're going two back heading into seventeen and eighteen. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I would need to see how he played seventeen and eighteen, the last two rounds, and from what I see. The, I mean, all rounds before, and the last two, actually every round, he parred or bogeyed. He had one bogey on 17, but he yep. parred 17 and 18 straight. You had a hope. You had a hope that Hideki was going to mess up. By the way, since you speak of 17, isn't 17 a complete waste? I feel like oh, there's, no, there's, no, there's no redeeming characteristics of, of that hole where you're like, it makes it stand out in your head. Like, I honestly forget it's there. I feel like you, I feel like people step off the, the 16 green, the par three, and then they just walk to right, right to the 18 tee box. Yeah, like yeah. that 17th hole is is boring, and I don't know what they need to do to fix it, but it's like 
I forget it's even there. It sucks because it, it comes right after. Like 15 is awesome because it's it's the you know you could potentially eagle the par five. I've never some I've never seen anybody go long like the way Matsuyama did into that water. I didn't even know that water was there. Um, no, I didn't know either. that. That was awesome. Um, but back to Xander, like it, it's he's starting to build a lot of scar tissue and like he's not Ricky yet, but. If he doesn't get something going and win one of these he's things, got, he's got five years. He's got five years. He's I didn't know Ricky's thirty-two. The so Ricky's giving, thirty-two, yeah. Yeah, I'm giving I'm giving Xander at least two. He'll I have a feeling he will win. He will win a major. You know what? I'll throw it out there. He'll win one by thirty. So he's twenty-seven now. He'll win one within the next three years. Yeah, you better. <laughs> I mean, he's no, better. he has to. So if not, he's just going to be collect- at, at the end of the day. Just cl- keep collecting those checks. I mean, I mean, Ricky was hearing that the this same thing when he was twenty nine and thirty, also, right? So, Xander's going to Xander. It's just going to get amplified more and more and more. So, um, who else? Uh, John Rom, uh, awesome Sunday. Obviously, had the birth of his first child earlier in the week. Um, if I had to hear one more time about how. The birth of his first child changed the perspective, his perspective, and made him approach the game differently. I was going to take one of my kids and throw him <laughs> at, and throw it at the television. Like they, that was like the most overplayed bit by the broadcast. Like, oh, John Rom's going to have a change of perspective because he's got a kid now. It's just like, come on, man! Like he's so, had, he's been he's been a dad for three days. Like, give him a break. Other other than that, I think I'm looking at it, and I loved, I loved the uh, I love Jordan staying up top. Um, yeah, that's I liked. I was a fan of that. I liked Stuart Sink showing that the Aegis Wonder can still have a top twenty finish. Yep. Um, I liked Phil. Phil's a little little appearance, making a little yeah uh, little resurgence, if you will. I liked Answer coming out saying that he got when he got penalized, saying that tomorrow this means war. But I don't think he, he basically didn't do I anything. I don't think he did anything. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think I think the most. I mean, we all we all know the other thing. The other storyline is the big hitters missing. The Rory's, the DJs, the I mean, Cantleys, the yeah, Burgers, so, all all them missing the cuts. And the yeah, Kepkas, so all that. R- Rory and Kepka, I'm not even gonna bother talking about because. Rory's in a glass case of emotion, and Kepka needs to go into Kepka needs to skip the PGA and prepare for the U.S. Open. I think he's doing. Uh, that. I think I actually think he I think, said afterwards. I, I think he's like now I have two more days to rehab and get ready for the Open. I don't think he's yeah. doing anything else. No, I don't. I think he's going to skip. He's already won the PGA twice. Like you know, that, that doesn't mean as much to him as as the U.S. Open would, especially at Torrey Pines. Um, so I, I think that's fine. You know, Rory is is a mess, and I just hope that he can resume some type of like just relevance before the end of the season because I think he's really important for the game. Jordan, um, he's back. Anyone that doesn't think he's back should look in the mirror. Like he struck the ball incredibly well. He actually hit fairways, like which is like so not him. Um, like, like holy crap, he could win the Open Championship. He could win the PGA Championship. Um, like, watch out! Like he, 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 he is Jordan. Yeah, oh, I agree. I agree. He's I think he's he's, vi- he's vibing. He's vibing, and he's hit like for him to hit fairways, like and still lose. Like he he basically had like one or two holes of just complete stupidity. That one where he tried to hit it through a window that was like the size of my TV yeah. was dumb. Like Greller's got to talk him off there, and like was I mean like another mistake. Um, well, he got, he got bailed out because he had that one chip that went in the hole that if it didn't go in the hole, it was going in the water. Um, 
but like he struck the ball great and he is he is feeling it he's got the taste of success to, again like Jordan is back like do not doubt him he, he's he, we, he's not like if I had to go between who is he going to be next is he going to be is he going to go the way of Dustin Johnson or is he going to go back towards Ricky Fowler he's going towards Dustin Johnson I hope um, I hope um, here's one more thing I have to bring up because I, yep. I kind of alluded to it out of a player that I do not like uh, and some people do this whole Matt Wolf story. I'm sorry, I don't think it got enough publicity about the fact that he wrote the wrong oh, score yes. and got DQ'd. It didn't matter because he was at that point. No, he was six. Yeah, but at the same but, time, it's like he just didn't yeah. give a fuck. Um, Talk about a guy in his last case of emotion. I was actually talking to a buddy of mine about like kind of the big three, whether it's Young Hove, Victor Hovland, um, you know, Morikawa, and Wolf. And I, he's like, you know, what do you think? I was like, uh, I think that it's Young Hove, Morikawa, and Zalatoris because Wolf's going to get kicked out of that trio really soon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he is in bad shape. Yeah. And uh, I said you thing. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. You know, the other thing was, I, I forgot to mention this before with Matsuyama, I guess we're talking about it now at Spieth. That stat before I thought was wild where it has been uh, 1,344 days since Matsuyama's last win. And when Jordan Spieth won last week at the Valero, it was 1,351 days since yeah. his last win. So they were a, a week apart between their last wins, our, back, our last two winners. I thought that that was pretty wild. Um, what were you about to say? So I was going to say, I was going to change it up because I know on our podcast, uh, Drew and I spoke about, and it kind of segues into next year, it spoke about if we were to win, what is our Masters winner uh, going to look like? Yes. And we're going to have to put you on the spot. You said that you were going to give us some, some answers today. So, again, yeah, yeah. You, get, you, get, you get an appetizer. A, um, I believe it's an appetizer. Two family-style sides. Uh, two main course options. And I believe a dessert. And yep. you'll get, I'll give you the salad for free. So, you're, you do get two appetizers. I apologize. Two appetizers. Two family sides. Two entrees. And then one dessert. What are you going with? Okay, so I actually did prepare this. Okay, um, good. Appetizers, uh, I, I would go crab cake. Okay, okay. A, a jumbo, jumbo lump crab cake. And then uh, slab bacon. Ooh, I see, I wanted to go with the slab bacon on mine. Because I feel that's a steakhouse tradition. So uh, good. So I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Okay, what's your... Uh, what's your a salad. Your, a salad. I salad. I'd go wedge salad, nice and fatty, some blue cheese, blue, blue cheese, cheese dressing, bacon. tomatoes, Ooh. bacon. Just, just give it to me. Jesus, we got slab and bacon. Okay. Yep. Uh, what's our, what's our two uh, entrees? Lobster mac and cheese. Oh no, these are your sides. Oh, sorry, my, I, sorry, I went to sides. Okay, sides. Lobster mac and cheese. Okay, good, good. As, as my starch, and then a cream spinach. Mmm. See, that's what I think. I, I think a cream spinach is, in my opinion, one of the most underrated kind of good sides because everyone goes potato to start. And I'm like, no, yeah. I, I might want the cream spinach. All right, give me your two entrees. So I had only picked one entree. Um, wow, I'm not even giving people the option. Go ahead. But I, I but I now I will auto I will be able to pivot and be able to give you uh, another one. Um, first one would be a, a bone in ribeye with the bone. So the, the ribeye, the ribeye's got some marbleization rather than okay. the fillet, and the bone-in ribeye provides more flavor off the bone and the bone marrow and all that stuff. 
Very good. Very good. Well, anyway, what's, our, what's our second one? But I would, it would be a salmon, probably like a barbecue honey glaze type of salmon. Yeah. Okay, so um, similar to what I had. Okay, salmon yep. was salmon was clutch. And then what's our what's our dessert? Brownie sundae and a skillet. Of course, of course, yeah. you have to Just, go skillet. Drew and I drew in an apple. He went a I went I think he went apple pie a la mode in a yep. skillet. Yep. I went chocolate chip paradise pie from Chili's in a skillet. You're so going It's got to be in a skillet. Brownie sundae in a skillet, vanilla ice cream, some chocolate fudge on top. And when the waiter puts it down, he needs to remind you that the skillet's hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, key. I if mean, the waiter doesn't, and the skillet doesn't have one of those tiny little handles. No. The little, uh, the little, uh, and then I'm gonna, handles. and then, I, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna lick my, my finger, and I'm gonna, like, kind of touch the, touch the skillet. You are, you're still gonna touch it, it. Like, I don't believe him. Is it really? I don't, no, you're still gonna touch it. Well I'm done. Well it. done. I'm still gonna touch it. So that um, leads me, that leads me into. And then we'll dive into the tournament, unless you have something else. That leads me into next year. And here's where I think Hideki's going to really come in clutch. Because oh, everyone's going to go, <laughs> oh my god, we know what Hideki's doing. But I did some research. And Hideki's favorite food, the man is Americanized. He likes okay. Panera bread. He likes IHOP. <laughs> and he likes Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> so, I don't be surprised if you don't see this man with an appetizer of a fat stack. Could and you then imagine a little bread bowl? I'm Could you imagine, you, imagine Can you imagine it, it, if he just if he <laughs> if he crazy Ivans everybody and instead I of like they're, they're they're expecting something Asian and it's just it's not. It's just <laughs> Exactly. It's just something totally Americanized. It's like it's like a Big Mac Whoppers. It's like Trump's Trump's uh, champions dinners during the. Or I'm imagining like a blooming onion from Outback. Like that's what I that's what I want to see. <laughs> so good. Uh, I selfishly just want to sneak in and be like a Benihana chef for him. Oh um, my god, that would be that would be huge. Yeah. Or if he if he like had the green jacket on and had a Benihana like one of the red hats on, <laughs> just pop shrimp in his in, yeah. in his master's pocket. He'd be like, yo, Gary Player, catch this, you jackass. <laughs> Hope you don't break your neck trying to get it. Um, one other guy we got to talk about because I'd be I, I'd be remiss to the skull if we didn't um, talk about him is is Billy Ho. Oh, Billy man. Horschel is the worst human on the planet. Like he first on thirteen, he, he strips down the bottoms and and <laughs> goes to walk in Race Creek and busts ass down the hill. I mean. Phil Mickelson was standing right there. I, was, I, I don't know how Phil didn't pee his pants watching him slide <laughs> down the hill. Then, I don't know if you saw, he was on the putting surface and he cursed out the flag. Did you see that? No, I did not. I did yeah, not so, so he like missed the putt. He's like walking towards the flag and he just stares at the yellow master's flag and just goes, fuck off. And then... And then obviously everyone saw on Sunday because uh, it, it wasn't on during the coverage because he sucked and was like out there super early, but it was on the PGA. It was on the future group coverage. Um, him taking the same club and repeatedly slamming it in the bag. It was a ch- his- it was a child. He threw it like he just kept like throwing <laughs> it down. I'm like, relax, buddy. We both go through this. I, I wish I could take credit for this. The, the no laying up guys talk about it. He is like, he is a candidate for Opus Day. Remember Opus Day? No. Those are like those are like the monks or friars that like they would they they um they like they scold themselves and and punish themselves when they do stuff wrong. Like 
they'll lay they'll like sit on the floor with like a whip and then like whip their back oh if they God. do something wrong yeah I think like Billy Ho plays a bad round goes home and like whips himself my, my <laughs> only thing is he came out today and he apologized which I'm fine with you apologize to Augusta but then he says quote I'm always trying to improve and do better as a golfer husband father and human being so it makes me think why are you adding husband and father in this? What are you doing at home that makes this whole thing come to the fact that you're just a terrible person? You were the fine. Guy... You could have just left it at Masters. I feel bad for yeah. my... But you brought it to home. Now I'm nervous. The, guy, the guy's been doing this for a decade. Like, there's there's shame on you. Uh, shame on me, right? Shame on me, Billy Ho, for, like, for doing it. Like, you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, yourself. But... Now it's it's shame on me as the fan if I actually believe that you give a shit. Because you've been doing this for a decade. And you've talked about how you need to get better and you're going to control your emotions and blah, 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 blah. And from slamming your putter into the ground and damaging the surface at a U.S. Open to some of the shit you say to the PGA, to the USGA, um, and now this shit at the Masters, like, I'm sorry. I don't believe you. You suck. Like... Enjoy the pit of misery with Patrick Reed. So here's my here's my last thing with with Billy, and now now I feel bad because I wanted to just see what Billy Horschel was talking about. I didn't know the whole thing with his wife. Did you see this? His no. wife is supposedly uh, like a recovering alcoholic, and May of last year came out and talked about how she's celebrating sobriety. And I'm like, damn it! Now I feel bad because I'm like, I want to see what's wrong, but now this happens. But at the same time, like. Yeah, like, I know. Can't, you can't do that. You you can't do what you're doing right now. Um, yeah, and and this is where I need to I need to ask myself W is it W W D D D D. What would Dylan De Palmer do? Yeah, I had too many D's in there. And Dylan would tell me. <laughs> yeah, Dylan would tell me. You don't know everything that's going on with Billy Ho. You don't know what's driving him to do what he does. Blah 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 blah. Now we know. And 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 yes, I, I probably should. And I, I don't, I can't explain why Patrick Reed cheats. I can't explain why Billy Howe is a douchebag. Um, I just, I just don't want to see it. I just, no, I don't really want to exactly, see it. Exactly, exactly. Um, all right, let's do the standings. Um, honestly, the standings didn't change at all. I was with, I was with Hackett on Saturday and we were like, we were like, oh, this is great. Honestly, the, another thing that we should have, should have touched on was the, the weather delay. The weather delay changed everything. Yeah, like before the before the weather, you had speed surging, you had phenol surging, you had JT right there. After the weather day delay, Jordan did fine. Spieth and JT got cold. Matsuyama came out on fire, um, and and then the whole the whole tournament got flipped upside down. Uh, I was with Packet on Saturday, and um, you know we when we teed off, it was before the weather delay, and we we're like, this is great because Stan and Anderson, the two guys ahead of them, hadn't picked. Um, they both picked DJ, so they were they were looking goose eggs. So Pat, basically with a JT uh, decent finish, was was going to jump to first. And then the weather delay happens, and JT comes out of the weather delay and puts one in Race Creek and throws up a snowman on thirteen. Yeah. And 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 honestly, nothing happens. So the standings are exactly the same. Yeah. Stands in first. And and this is another thing that that actually that I w- so it was a it was a league foursome that we played with. I'll get this. I'll get to this later with the week of Leonard, but it was me, Dylan. Kevin Everly from the league, Coach Kev, and uh, and Packet. So it was cool because we were talking about the league and stuff, and they asked me, they're like, the guy in first, Stan, like, what's the deal? I was like, the guy's he doesn't play golf. Stan Kovac doesn't play golf. 
And they all looked at me like I was insane. The fact that he's in first place, kicking ass, and and doesn't play golf. Um, so yeah, stand stand the man, the, the fantasy guru in first place. He's no Shodamas. I'm calling him no oh, yeah. right now. Yeah, maybe just going forward, no Shostanis. Yeah. Uh, Four point one seven million in first. Uh, Downtown Anderson keeps the second place spot. Uh, Three point nine eight million. Packet. Um, you know, remains in third, narrows the narrows it by a little bit, just whatever JT made, but not much. Uh, 3.79 million. I usually only stick with the top three, but I see my boy Kev sitting at four. Now so I give him shot. credits. I'm giving Kev credits because he is still 11 for 11. He's one of the two yes. individuals to still have a perfect cut, uh, slice and skull being the second, but the man yep. picked speed. So uh, kudos to him making that surge. Yep, Obadiah sitting at fourth. Uh, so great job there. Uh, and then I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, we have a new cellar dweller. It's Jake the Snake Awful. Ooh, uh, I did not know I that. Yeah, I, that was sneaky. I didn't see that happen. But Jake fell to the 29 spot. Uh, Jake, I, I think that'll be short-lived. Jake, Jake knows a lot about golf. He, he's probably one of the few psychopaths that watches as much as I do. <laughs> Um, so I think I think that'll be short lived and he'll get himself out of it. The skull, the slice in the skull, is sitting at eighteen. Mm. Um, we're we're, we're sitting, having a tough one, and I'm sitting at twelve and 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 haven't moved. I think I've been sitting at twelve all season. I will say um, though, before we before we head into the week of Leonard, I will say yeah. that this week um, you saw a lot of heavy hitters used and get nothing. Ah, thank so, you. Yes, so no, Bryson. It's very- Bryson DeChambeau, JT, both kind of lower end. Uh, You had Rory, DJ, missed the cut. So that could be huge heading into the rest of the big major, big payouts. Thank you, because I was on the Peloton Peloton earlier, and I was like, man, I want to be able to mention this and bring this back. And I forgot to write it down in the notes, so thank you for reminding me here. We had something last year, and if you remember, the Yannick Bertrand Award. Oh, no. right. the, Yannick Bertrand, <laughs> the Yannick Bertrand Award was so. There's there's a YouTube clip. I'll send it around the chat. But there's this there's a skier. He's a French skier, Yannick uh, Bertrand, yes. and he's coming down the slope, and he's doing the the you know the gates. He's trying to weave in and out of the gates, and he doesn't he doesn't weave hard enough, and he takes one of the gates <laughs> right right to the right to the ball sock, right to the uh, ball bag, right to the penis. Right to the penis. And you hear him scream, and the announcer does some incredible, incredible announcing work. Um, and, you know, I, I, I can't do it justice. No, we'll I think you have it. to send the clip, yeah. I think you but, yeah, send basically, the clip. but basically, the, the, and the award last year was who take who, who took one right to the testes. Um, and it was like a guy that, you know, either was was sitting pretty and then had a bad Sunday or picked a guy who didn't, miss, who didn't make the cut. There's a collective... Yannick Bertrand Award. The Yannick Bertrand Award is going to Downtown Anderson, Chris Ferrone, Dave Dulabon, Roger Dumont, Seamus, Stan, Dylan, and Strickland. You guys all picked top-notch guys, Dustin Johnson, Roy McIlroy, and Patrick Cantley, and you all got nothing to show for it. Zero doll, zero doll hairs, zero, zero shekels, um, you know, no lira, no pesos for you. Uh, that's tough. Using the number one player in the war, especially in, in Dustin Johnson, uh, and getting zero, that's going to sting a little. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. Um, all right. So I'll go to the week of letters. So um, it was a fun week. We started off on Tuesday. I played nine holes with Tom Evans. 
you know, the new bromance that I have, uh, you know, his wife is one of Hannah's really tight friends. He actually knows Dietz from, uh, you know, distant New York world. Um, we played nine holes. It was great. And the front nine was closed. So we got stuck playing only the back nine. So we got paired up with these two kids. They were 14 and 15 years old. They both went to Westfield High. And it was just an awesome science experiment because you had me and Tom with six kids amongst us. And then these two kids with not a care in the world. Uh, and it was just like, you know, we we're talking about a fantasy golf. We're, you know, we're pounding drinks. Well, we were pounding drinks. They're obviously not. Um, and, and playing golf and just kind of shooting the shit it was a really fun time i actually saw the kid again when i played saturday he was out there with his grandfather and like he waved to me and his grandfather was like how the hell do you know that guy <laughs> um so that was cool we did uh you know first softball practice for maddie on thursday where i'm the coach uh it's basically like herding cats for first grade softball players love it yeah it's just like you know come over here please don't hold the bat above your waist because you're gonna knock somebody's face off um, let me teach you how to throw. Let me teach you how to catch. Let me teach you how to hit. This is um, T. This is this is T ball, right? Well, it starts the season as T ball, and then progresses later if kids okay. are good. Um, you know, we'll have the coaches pitch, so we'll see how that goes. Our first, we have another practice on Thursday, and then our first game on Saturday. We are team. Uh, they do all the teams based on colleges. We are the University of Florida. Okay, Florida Gators. go Gators. Let's go. Go get. Yep. So Did you mom, buy gear yet? Uh, she's got all the gear, and then mom mailed up a bunch of uh, uh, Florida Gator shirts for the for the kids. So okay, that's what we, I was. We are, yeah, we are, you know, top to bottom, we're we're set. Um, Friday, I decided to duck out early and just be a dad because work was super painful. So I um, grabbed the kids and we went to uh, first. We went to the park and it started raining. So then we uh, audibled and we went to O'Brien's and had lunch. Uh, O'Brien's is a restaurant that's at Hyatt Hills, the nine hole course. So we had dinner there and then um, and then hit the driving range. Uh, the kids went through a hundred balls, but I think I got I think I got like five swings in. I yep. think they hit ninety five. I think they hit ninety five balls. Nice. The three, the three of them. It was insane. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Saturday. Oh, at dinner, uh, Maddie goes, uh, Daddy. When are we? When can we watch Leeds again? So your your niece is officially obsessed with the EPL, the English Premier League. Oh boy. Yeah, she asked me when the next game was. The next game was on on Saturday morning at seven thirty. So when I woke up at six forty five, she goes, Daddy, forty five minutes until Leeds. Um, and then amazing. Leeds pulled Leeds pulled out an insane insane win for you EPL fans. Uh, they they. They played the number one uh, team in EPL, Man City. Uh, Man City is so number one that actually, I think, 15 points clear of number two. Um, it was scoreless until the end of the first. In extra time in the first, um, Leeds went up one nothing on a ridiculous goal from Stuart Dallas, one of our defensemen who charged the net. Um, and then immediately after, one of our other defensemen, our captain, Liam Cooper, uh, was sent off with a red card. Uh, to which Harper said, damn, when she saw the red card. Uh, and then Hannah woke up and Harper was sighing and grunting and explained to Hannah, we just got a red card. This is bad. Nice. Uh, Le Leeds played the entire second half down a man. So only 10 men. Uh, man City tied at 1-1. And then the extra time, Stuart Dallas scored another goal. And this one obviously being a shorty. And uh, number two. 10 leads took down number one man city and it was awesome i'm looking at the schedule um, they got a tough couple games they got liverpool on 
Monday, yeah. the, Monday a week from today, and then they have Man U after that. So, I mean, yes. that's something yes. I need to get into. I need to get into EPL. I know a, a bunch. There's probably a couple people in this pod that follow it. And just need to fi- yeah. just need to find a squad. This stretch is bad between Man City. Well, I, I didn't expect them to beat Man City, so they beat Man City, and then they have Liverpool next, and then Man U after that. Uh, then they have a couple cakewalks to finish the season. It's nothing matters at this point because they're not going to get enough points to end up in the top four, and then um, they're not going to lose enough points to drop to the bottom three and be relegated. So like anything is gravy at this point. It's just kind of like you know, do you want to finish the season twelve or do you want to finish the season eighth? Um, so whatever, it, it'd be cool. But it's cool that she's getting into it. Uh, after that, we went to we had the we had a round of Saturday golf. So it was me, Kevin Everly, Dylan De Palmer, and uh, and Packet at Shack. Um, it, the match was me and Packet versus Dylan and Kev. And Dylan and uh, Pat and I got absolutely stuffed in the locker. Like Ooh. we played so bad. Uh, it, 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 like nothing was it was one of those just completely demoralizing rounds where I think if when I put in my score because like now that we're in season like you know they're actually going to keep scores count towards your handicap yeah. I think my handicap the handicap category is going to be like sir is everything okay the score was, is that <laughs> is that bad uh, Pat Pat found his form around the 15th hole yeah unfortunately so it was, he did it was tell me late. that he did tell me that yeah I mean when he hits the ball holy god like, oh yeah he's got he's got great Kind of, he's like, for, in my opinion, it's like when Drew or any of like, for Pat, he's a little bit smaller than Drew, but when he makes contact, that ball flies, and, it's he, and he hits like, his irons pure. I think he he probably told you he he did just get a new set of irons, so um, yes. it's going to be very interesting to see his game with these new uh, with these new clubs. Yes, yes, he's as a veteran, he gets a, a, a ridiculous discount with PXG. Uh, so he had to convince the guy he sold his old set to to wait until today to pick him up so that he could play with his old clubs with me on Saturday. Um, but yeah, he, he, I mean, he, I think what he was dealing with is, and I, I think I, I spotted it and pointed it out to him a little bit too late is he was blocking everything to the right. I think the ball was just too far back in his stance. He, he moved it up a little bit and he, I mean, he had 80 yards in after a drive on 16, which is a notoriously hard hole. Uh, on 18, he hit it all the way to the end, like off the tee, he hit it all the way to the end of the fairway. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it that's was, a, and that's not, that's not where you probably want to be. And he, and he drop kicked it. Like yeah. he didn't even hit it like hundred percent. He drop kicked the driver and it got all the way to the end of the fairway. He had like a really short wedge in. I mean, I mean, it's not even like a wedge. Like it was almost like a pea stream. It was so short. Um, but yeah, it was it was a tough round. Dylan played great. Kevin played solid. Um, you know, I, I'm Kevin's a nine handicap, so he could he probably could have scored even better, um, or you know, could expect even better. But he still played very solid. Uh, Dylan played Dylan played very solid, and and we you know got our lunch eaten. Dylan, um, uh, before you go to the next, Dylan get new clubs yet or no? No, are you kidding me? Okay, just trying, just thought. Uh, when Dylan here, here's, I'm gonna throw this. When Dylan gets new clubs, I'll buy a new driver. How about that? I mean, you got to talk to him. <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, like what's gonna happen first? Like, you buy a new driver, him buy, uh, you know, anything, uh, you know. Well, I mean, he's he, like, he'll buy, like he buys like. He he got these ghost towels for us that are really cool. They have like the magnet on them. Oh yes, yes, uh, yes. Like winter gloves, he gets. He found these cool, this tool, cool tea company, Western Birch. 
but as far as him like buying irons and like you know or or a new driver like um i don't know when's the next haley's comet <laughs> that, that might be more more real and nice. more you know and, yeah, more more relatable more, more doable i don't know um after that hannah and i had a, had a fabulous little date night at uh just two of us at a restaurant in kenilworth um the only problem is the food is great the service sucked uh at one point i was sitting there staring at my steak uh, and i didn't have a knife oh good lord yeah yeah can you imagine just like just taunting me just waiting um, yeah and then sunday we uh sunday we had the evans's over so um you know Tom, who the guy I've been hanging out with, and then his wife, and then his three kids. So he's got a five-year-old and twin three-year-olds, all Ooh. boys. Ooh. It was it was like wrap around. It was great. Uh, they had a blast. With, they love the dogs. Um, they, I think their five-year-old now has a crush on Maddie. Um, it was you know the the twins are still getting potty trained. One or both of them might have had an accident. Like yeah, <laughs> it, it was it it was bedlam. But for the most part, Tom and I just sat upstairs in the family and watched the Masters, drank all my beers. And the girls like were the ones actually watching the kids, so it was, it was pretty solid. Um, and then Hannah got her her second shot today, and uh, a preview. I don't really do this, but a preview to the week of Leonard ahead. I have an awesome Wednesday plan planned. I'm playing nine holes with Staniel, Kevin, and Staniel's father-in-law, my favorite Larry B. Wow, who's who's here from California. Uh, my niner, my niner dad. I was gonna say, and, I, I pray for the Henry brothers. Just contemplating who you're taking in the third pick, but that's that's probably yep. gonna be the whole nine hole discussion. Yeah, we'll we'll play nine and then have dinner there. It'll be really good before he has to head back to uh, to San Fran um, at the end of this this weekend. So, did you get out and play this weekend or no? I did. Uh, Drew and I were able to get out uh, at Makefield Highlands, which is near where Drew grew up in Yardley. Played a uh, Played an 11 o'clock round. Good round. Um, the only thing that was a little tough was Makefield is a beautiful course. It's, it's probably one of my favorite publics in the air, in, in PA. Uh, the only bad thing was that they aerated all their greens. So it was very kind of – they gave, we knew it was going to be a shit show when you walk in and they say, hey, we're giving you 10% off. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. But <laughs> I will, yes, there were times where, where, where we would land our – uh, land on the green and you would just see a pow like a, a, a like a cloud of of uh, sand just pop up uh, because of everything that went on but we had a couple a couple good holes a uh, couple birdies we saw out there uh, even with with crappy uh, putting conditions but again you can't go wrong as long as you're out there and you can swing yeah. get a couple beers get a couple boot drinks maybe a cigar or two it's a solid pat that's what Pack and I kept telling. As as bad as we were playing, I just kept reminding. Him, I was like, "Bro, we're playing golf." Exactly. Exactly. I, I could I could be juggling three kids right now, and I don't you know, I don't I mean, maybe Pat could be doing something better because he doesn't have any kids yet. But uh, <laughs> no, but we Pat me this whole group we will take a round of golf uh, yeah. any day of the week, especially with we the, some, with the pandemic we're in. We had some we had some tasty hot dogs at the turn. We oh. had a bunch of high a bunch of high noons. Um, we had a we had a good time. Good. Uh, um, all right. So this week is the RBC Heritage. I can basically see Ian Chazler's enormous erection in Charlotte <laughs> from here from here right now. He's obsessed with the RBC. 
he went a couple years ago. I mean, he goes all the time. I think he's been. I think if if I were to ask Ian now how many times he's been to the to the Heritage, I think it'd probably be ten times. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, he's like a you know he went to South Carolina uh, before he was working in London. He was working in in Charlotte. Uh, he's working in Charlotte now and lives in Charlotte now. I mean, he went to Harvard Town all the time. Uh, a few years ago, he actually came back because you know I collect the balls from every course. He he brought me back. Um, one uh a regular like rbc heritage golf ball and then he brought another one um which the whole ball is the jacket um, oh the 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 winning jacket i can't remember the name of it now it's gonna bother me um but you know it's like red with like the, the plaid uh yep. yeah yeah, yeah. To it. he's gonna kick my ass for not knowing the name of it but um but yeah, so he he's a he's a very 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 big fan. He would be our 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 expert this week, our resident expert of, of RBC Heritage. Uh, we talked about going. Uh, we 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 scouted out dates and flights uh, in the past, and then COVID happened, and then you know kids happened. Uh, you know he's expecting one now. Um, it's it'll be on our radar. It's definitely something I want to do. The way he talks about how you know there's the party boats in the harbor that are you can you're on a boat like partying and still able to watch the golf from the boat it sounds insane um obviously last year this event didn't happen uh the field's gonna be pretty deep despite it being the week after the masters because it's the rbc heritage right so a lot of golfers are um are sponsored by rbc so they're they are committed and have to go um, the, the big stick, the driver, let the big dog eat is less of a factor at Harbor town. Uh, it's historically one of the shortest driving distance courses on tour. Um, so we'll see how that plays, uh, plays in last year or not, sorry, not last year, but two, you know, the last RBC heritage two years ago was won by Webb Simpson, traditionally not uh, a very long player. Um, Colin Morikawa, um, you know, is looking to, he'll be there, look to improve, on his uh, performance there uh, two years ago. Um, is this real? Is Bryson actually going to be there? Oh, Bryce, it says Bryson's going to be there. Oh, really? I don't, I don't know. I didn't, even see I, don't, him. Yeah. I didn't see him in the Vegas odds, so that's why I didn't think he would go. Yeah, it says that he's actually going. That surprised me a little bit. I mean, obviously, Will Salatoris, everyone's going to be looking at him. He's going to make his RBC Heritage debut. That guy's got sponsor exemptions for the rest of the season. Like, whether he's on the PGA Tour or not, like, if you're running an event, why wouldn't you have that kid there? No, agreed. Agreed. He yeah. is he is probably this year's version of Morikawa of last sorry, last year he's Morikawa of last year. He was, he's going to be super popular. He's been playing lights out. Um I I, I love his game and I think he's going to be cleaning up shop. Yeah. He's awesome. Um actually this makes sense now. I think why Bryson's going to be there. So in the absence of the RBC Canadian Open, um this is kind of RBC's only big event this year. There is going to be no Canadian Open because the the COVID restrictions for Canada. They've already uh, they announced. Sense. They've already announced a cancellation of this event. So this is RBC's, like, you know, they're one shot. They don't have they don't have two events really this year uh, to hang their hat on. Um, uh, sorry, just off. just want to throw this out there. Uh, it's official. Bryson has withdrawn from oh, yes? the RBC. Yes, <laughs> happened. He's, he's in the recently. gym and he, he's licking his wounds and he's 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 uh, in the gym making up for his. Uh... So I guess what would his score be if he actually if if Augusta was a par sixty seven? Like I mean, it is. I I don't to be honest with you, I don't think he's ever going to win that. I think he 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 with what he said karma wise, saying that it's a par. Yeah. I think the Masters gods are going to just 
shun yeah, him if, from ever winning a green jacket. If there's any place on earth that I believe in ghosts, it's a yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. No, Bryson, Bryson, Sam is afraid of dead ghosts. Sorry. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Harbortown Golf Links, par 71, uh, 7,121 yards, uh, give or take, obviously, depending where they put the tees. Located in South Carolina on Hilton Head Island. It is a Pete Dye Jack Nicholas collaboration um, and it has hosted a PGA Tour event since 1969. Nice. Uh, and obviously, and obviously puts a premium on, on driving accuracy, as I, as I said before. Um, Webb Simpson um, not only won it. Um, oh wait, they did have this event last year. They did in twenty twenty. It says they had it. Webb Simpson uh, has the seventy two hole record in twenty twenty. Two sixty two. Look at that. Maybe they maybe with the schedule it was it was earlier, or maybe they waited and they they brought it back later. I think that's what it was. I think they, I think they delayed the heritage and played it just later, after the restart. That makes either way. It's, oh uh, it's, yes, that was definitely it. It was after the restart because Berger won the first one back and then they went here. Yes, that's right. So yeah, Webb and Deb Simpson, Spider Webb, Peter Parker, two sixty two in in twenty twenty. Um, eighteen hole record is a sixty one by David Frost and Troy Merritt. I actually do remember that Troy Merritt in in two thousand fifteen. Um, the guy has a terrible, terrible beard and, and probably has, has zero zero personality, but he shot a fucking 61, so um, that's sick. The only thing um, I was going to add was 7.1 purse. Um, little light after the Masters, not going to lie. Who's the, um, who's, the betting, who's the betting favorite? So the betting favorite to go in is actually, ironically enough, it's DJ. Uh, DJ's coming in at 10 to 1 with Webb at 12. Um, they got a lot of the guys that left early. So DJ yep. one, Web two, Cantley three, uh, and then the field kind of opens up a little bit. Um, so it should be interesting. I think it should be interesting. Of course, we'll be dabbling a little bit because we always do. But um, I, I'm a little upset that it's only seven point one million dollar purse for for this after the Masters. Kind of a kind of a letdown. Yeah, I mean, it all can't be the big ones. So one thing about DJ that's actually pretty funny is I and I, thank you for reminding me here. Uh, when he was sitting there during his um, with the Riddler, uh, you know, head of Augusta, Mr. Ridley, um, you know, doing his interview before the Masters started, um, he got some really stupid question from one of the reporters that was like, "Okay, now that you've won the Masters, you can play it for the rest of your life. Like, um, you know, what year do you think you'll stop playing?" And DJ's like, "Dude, I don't even know if I'm going to play next week." Wow, and then and then and then you saw that like the oh shit in his head because like just kidding. The next, the next week was the RBC Heritage, which he is obviously an RBC sponsor, and he's just like just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, he's please, like, I'm so sorry. He goes, he goes, I'll be there next week, but maybe not the week after that because I'll obviously be there for the RBC. But but I don't know, like just joking around. But just like Smooth. his his like his like I don't know if I'm gonna play next week. RBC probably like took a dump in their pants, and then D- <laughs> and then and then DJ took a dump in his pants because he realized what he just said. Um, you know, he's got to hit the ball straight, but he's not the brightest crayon in the box. No, so, no. um, anything else you want to add before we sign off? No, I mean, uh, always, always good to, uh, catch up on a Monday, talk golf, find out what's the world of what's in the world of life of Leonard, if that's the phrase. Uh, yes. And, uh, oh, actually look- one thing before, one thing before I forget, uh, in my intro, I called him the bashful Chris Baldino. The reason why I call him bashful Chris Baldino is because I asked him to come onto the podcast to help me do some of the rookie bios because he introduced like two or three new guys. 
and I haven't been able to do bios on them because I don't know them, and I was going to have him on to break them down. I think he's too shy. I don't think he wants to do the no, podcast. No, we'll get him out. We'll get him out if uh, we talk. We'll get him out, um, and possibly we'll, we might have to record one of them maybe at a, at some drinks on a weekend um, and have them pre-recorded because then it'll be easy. I like that. We could, we could do it even without the... Uh, you know, without the result of the week, especially, uh, you know, you know, RBC, you know, do, doing it after the result of the Masters obviously is a bigger deal than doing it after the results of the RBC Heritage. Oh, yeah, exactly. Events, exactly. So. so you got to find a way. But again, always, always good to catch up. Always good to talk off. Thank you for having me. Um, this, course, and just let you know, this strawberry daiquiri was disgusting. Uh, but, there's, <laughs> but there's three, there's, I think, two or three more left in the case. So I'll be waiting to have people over the house to save them for the guests. Let's hope that Drew doesn't re- doesn't listen to the podcast all the way to the end so that you can give it to him next time. Oh, uh, I sure it. hope. I sure hope not. All right. Uh, thank you so much. Um, good luck with your picks, guys, this week. Get them into the website on time. I'm sure I'll be chasing some-